I'm Austin Bechtold with your fan headlines. After 24 seasons in New England, Bill Belichick and the Patriots have parted ways. Penguins host the Canucks tonight, 7 o'clock at PPG Paints Arena. It's the Steelers and the Bills, 1 o'clock. Mason Rudolph will start on Sunday in the wild card. For more fan headlines, go to 937thefan.com right now. It's the Cook and Joe Show. Good morning, Dr. Bechtold. Good morning, Joe. How are you? I've never been better, and I value your inquiry. Ron is retrieving his headphones. He's got a football over there that he likes to play with. Yeah, that football is a fan favorite of everyone in the studio. He's become very fond of that football. Man, once we left the air yesterday. My word. City limits. Everything happened. Wow. And it was all based on the same theme. I have a wonderful opening prepared. Actually, I have one that's really not prepared. And the fact that it was all in the span of about 20 hours as well. I know. That's the crazy thing. You have a mystery guest for us? There's a mystery guest. You called for it yesterday. I uh, got some help from our very good friend Jeff Hathorne, and we have a mystery guest coming up at 1130. I didn't call for a mystery guest. You did yesterday, yeah. What did I say? You said that we're going to have the guest from the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which we will have at 1230 to talk about the new Steelers exhibit they have there. Yes. And you also asked for a mystery guest today on today's oh, show. I thought I asked for Jay Skursky of the Buffalo News. Silly me. I'm excited, though. I think you're going to like it. Beyond excited. Where the hell did Ron put his headphones? Uh, here he is. Ron, welcome back. How are you? Well, if I wasn't stupid, I'd be okay. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> Forget I, my headphones. I can't laugh today because I have a chest ailment right now that when I laugh, I cough. You've had that before, right, Ron? Oh, so don't make for, me laugh today. Are you going for an x-ray or an MRI? You usually no. overreact to these things. No, not today. How are you doing otherwise? Very well. Austin and I have exchanged pleasantries. He has a mystery guest for us at 1130. We're going to interrupt the hokey show for that. Yeah, you can't do that at 1130. you got to switch that to 1230. Yeah, let me see what I can do. Thank you, Austin. Because Hokey's in studio from 11 to 12. That's yeah, right. we got it. Hokey's in studio from 11 to 12. I told you yesterday, 1230. Well, 1230 is the host, is the guy from the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. We're off to a slow start here today, Ron. You <laughs> well, lost we'll your headphones. Austin's lost his mind, and I have a chest injury. Anyway, this is a big day, man. Oh, After, actually, God. yesterday was a big day. I get home. Not long after the show, Pete Carroll. Wow, Pete Carroll sounds like he was forced out. I don't think there's any question, Joe. He talked. To, he wants to coach. Yeah, he wants to coach, and he said, "I, I," because he said after the game and and on Monday, he wants to coach. Pete Carroll's the first one to go. One of three guys in history to win a national title in college and a Super Bowl. That's all he did, and had a pretty pretty good reign there in Seattle. Uh, with the Legion of Boom and all that. 14 years, I believe. Then along comes word that Nick Saban. That one stunned me a little bit. And Alabama parting ways here. The most accomplished college football coach of all time, full stop, period. Then we wake up today, and it's Saban's old buddy, Bill Belichick. They coach the together, Patriots. right? Yeah. They part ways. The, the winningest Pro football coach of all time, certainly of the Super Bowl era, full stop, period. What do we make of all this, Ron? What's the biggest story here? Uh, you know, it, it's either, uh, you know, Pete Carroll's great, but he's not on quite the level those other two are. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, obviously, I think Belichick, but we kind of had Belichick figured that it was going to happen in New England. But we were starting to doubt it. Yeah, because, you know, Peter King told us he was advocating to keep his job. But then the Saban story. I got a, I got a stat here for you that's unbelievable about Nick Saban. Yeah. How many years he was at Alabama? He lost 29 games. Okay? Yeah. 29 games. You know how many first-round draft choices he had? 47, 49, 49. Yeah. 49 number one picks, and he lost 29 games. Think about that for a minute. Well, Think about that. And then I got one more for you. I want to get this one out there because I love Tony Grossi. And this was his tweet. Um, hold on. Oh, where is it? Go ahead. I'll find it. I had it right up here. Now I don't have it. Nick Saban, seven. What do you have? Seven national titles? Yeah, seven. Bear Bryant had six. And he's proof, Ron, that what you just said, recruiting is the name of the game. Right. He's a great X's and O's guy. Wasn't a great NFL coach, although he didn't have a quarterback. He chose the wrong one. So who knows if he has a quarterback? I think he probably could have won in the NFL too. You win with players. He had a. He was a great recruiter. I'm that's wh- where that's where his story begins. He was a great recruiter. Wasn't I? Don't know if it's still the last time I saw the stat. No player that he ever recruited failed to win a national title. That is ridiculous. Now I don't know if that because they haven't won one in a couple years. They you know they got beat in a tournament this year. Here's the Tony Grossi. Yeah. Here's the Tony Grossi tweet. Are you ready? He's covered the Browns forever. Okay. Yeah. Good friend of both of ours. Quote: It's mind-boggling that in my career, I've covered Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, Marty Schottenheimer, Ozzie Newsom, Bud Carson, and Mike Holmgren, and none could produce a championship in Cleveland. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> those are all coaches. Read those names again. Bill Belichick. Yeah. Nick Saban. Yeah. Marty Schottenheimer. Ozzie Newsom, Bud Carson, and Mike Holmgren. That is incredible. And none of them could win a chance. How lucky have we been compared to how the misfortune have been in Cleveland? It's just unbelievable. It is. And it it gets to what we were talking about yesterday at the top of the show. There's absolutely the weight of history on some of these cities, and one is Buffalo. In a similar vein of what Tony just mentioned, people who had great success or on were on track for great success here in Pittsburgh, Dan Bilesma won a cup, Scotty Bowman, the winningest guy of all time, the list goes on. Mike Malarkey, really good offensive coordinator, was going to be, and, and he wound up winning a playoff game in Tennessee. The list goes on. Tom Donahoe, right. they go to Buffalo, and none of them can do anything. Where their they can't win. Die. They can't win. So is it inarguable that Saban's the greatest college coach and Belichick the greatest NFL coach? For me, for me it is. For me, it where is. do you factor in the cheating with Belichick? Yeah, I, I mean, I the fact that he went on to win six uh, total of six Super Bowls, you know, I I don't think he cheated to win the last what three or four. Um, I I I I don't. Whole, you know, I, I'm more of the cower. Like they just outplayed the Steelers, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. I I don't hold it as much against him. But beyond that, I I don't even know who I'd even say would be close to him. Chuck Knoll, maybe. Joe Gibbs. Yeah, I think Chuck Knoll would be very close to him, wouldn't you? Uh, Joe Gibbs, maybe three Super Bowls. You got that phone over there taken care yeah, of? It's the same. It's the same number from from Baltimore that's calling me. You owe people money down there or what? That's one of these, you know, these things wrong. Uh, I'd love to go ahead. 
Bill Walsh. I mean, there's a lot of great coaches, but, you know, Lombardi, obviously, they named the trophy after. But, I mean, I think Belichick's the greatest of all. I mean, the way I look at them, him and Brady, is they had two dynasties. The same two people had two dynasties. They had one in the early 2000s. Then they went many years without a Super Bowl win. And then they launched another dynasty. Right. Two separate dynasties. And I don't know how many other than those two were were around for both. College-wise, Saban, seven national titles. Bear Bryant, six. Bernie Bierman, five. Woody Hayes, five. Frank Leahy, four. I remember Bino Cook telling me he thought Frank Leahy was the greatest college coach of all time. And he said the joke was uh, people would ask his former players, what was Leahy like when he lost? And they would say, I don't know. We never lost. <laughs> never lost. For years at a time, they wouldn't lose. <laughs> That's a great line. They wouldn't lose. But then there's the spec. I mean, to me, the biggest story here, and I think the bigger story because it's the NFL and it's the Patriots, is Belichick. And I heard Adam Crowley uh, talking, and Doran talked. Doran played for Belichick, and it was great stuff today. Just asking your first feeling, your first thought, because Belichick was just, he was, he was Darth Vader. And I would say that him and Brady together took more from the Pittsburgh Steelers franchise than any quarterback-coach combo of all time. Yeah, there's, there's no question. Three AFC championships, plus they were constantly dominating when the Steelers had great, great teams. But the Patriots took three of them, and there was the cheating, and there was he was an incredibly unlikable figure, just seared into all of our psyches, you know? That that image of him yeah. in, in the hoodie. The hoodie and just the non-never the smiling. The, yeah, absolutely. And always winning. So I would just ask the same question that Dr. Crowley asked. Bill Belichick, the name, what does it bring up for you? What sort of feeling? What sort of thought? For me, Ron, ultimately, there's respect there. You know, I, I really didn't care for him for a lot of his career. Didn't care for him at all. But, man, just the, the, the sheer amount of winning was ridiculous. And, and it's always, it's always I think, in NFL history more about the player, the quarterback. Yeah, it's more, more than Brady the coach. than Belichick, I think. But that doesn't mean it wasn't a lot Belichick. Nope, you're right. And I went back and looked today. Uh, the first year, they win a Super Bowl. They beat the Raiders. Brady basically fumbled that game away, although the, the tuck rest roll, didn't call right? it. The yeah. tuck roll. 16-13 in the snow. Drew Bledsoe made the biggest throw here. Brady did nothing in the AFC Championship game. Bledsoe came in and made the biggest throw of the game. And then in the Super Bowl, Belichick's defense and Belichick himself held one of the greatest offenses of all time at the height of their powers, in their primes. Warner, Marshall Falk, Torrey Holt, Isaac Bruce, in their primes to 17 points. Greatest show on turf, right? Not that day. Not that day. And they win that game. Now, Brady had the last drive for a field goal. He was 16 of 27 for 145 yards. I thought that was also the biggest ripoff for an MVP in Super Bowl history. It should have been Ty Law who scored a touchdown. But anyway, to me, that was a Belichick Super Bowl run. The second Super Bowl year, they beat Steve McNair 17-14. And then they beat the second highest scoring offense in the NFL, Peyton Manning's high wire act, 24 to 14. He held him to 14. 
The third Super Bowl year, the Colts were one of the highest scoring teams of all time. 32 points a game. They go into New England, and the final score is 20 to 3. And then defensive, last but not defensive least. Defensive genius. Yes. Last but not, well, two more. 2007 AFC title game, they beat the Chargers, Phil Rivers, LaDainian Tomlinson, Brady throws three picks, but they win anyway, 21-12. And then the last Super Bowl they won together, Brady got them there, and then Belichick wins it because the offense did nothing against the Rams. It was like 17, 15, 17 to 3, I believe. 13-3, right? I yeah. covered that game. Gronkowski made one big play. That was also one of the highest scoring offenses of all time. Now, what, now, and it was 13-3, and the Rams had averaged 33 points a game. You didn't mention the Atlanta game, though, did you? Or did no, you? there were there were tons of those in there that were high scoring. No, I'm talking shootouts. about Super Bowl winning winning game, though. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because that's a game they were down 28 to three, and they come back, right? Yeah, I would consider that more of a Brady game yeah. because they were Although, getting riddled. I can still see the picture that w- it was all, all over the place. It was like a, 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 you know how you put out souvenir editions. Yeah, him laying Brady laying on his belly watching. Whoever it was for the the Falcons running an interception back for a touchdown right. it was it was a perfect picture to summarize the fall of the Patriots. But guess what happened? They didn't fall. Matt Ryan happened. Kyle Shanahan happened in that game. But Belichick had an awful lot to do with that double double dynasty. There's no I'll doubt. Call it. And his downfall was gaining too much power as a personnel man and being horrible at it. He uh, always had the reputation of being a defensive genius. And, like, they always said, he'll take away the one thing you do best. Yeah. And you'll have to go to what you do second best to beat him. And very few people could do that. I'd say nobody was hated longer in this town than Brady and Belichick. Maybe more fiercely at times. I don't know. Anybody from Ray Lewis. Perfect. Ovechkin at one point. Perfect. Uh, All those guys. But. This was like a stream of steady hate for 20 years, and they took things away from this franchise. They won three AFC title games against the Steelers, two here, one in New England. So you're feeling your thought. Did it ever turn from from pure animosity to respect for you at 928-9370, It's off the top. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia, Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. And the Fan Hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, providing trusted plumbing and HVAC service for over 50 years. We're going to have Hokey in here uh, at 11, correct? I, yes. I'd like to answer that question. Please. About his, did it ever turn from hatred to respect? Yeah. I don't think so. I think it was all hatred and then, oh, it was all it was all Brady. Brady won. He was nothing. It's all Brady. Look what he's done without Brady. Yeah. So I think it was just hatred to, you know, he isn't that good. That's yeah. that's what I think the general feeling is. Um, I thought he became more likable to Ron. Honest to God, I do. Uh, the dog at the draft. That and, was and the him best one. Lightening up, and that was. <laughs> I thought, and then I thought Brady became more likable when he loosened up and went to Tampa. People, people always said that. That might have been the best draft the Patriots had with the dog. Yeah, he right? made better picks than Belichick. Um, over you know, the last and 10 and years. it's funny. I, you know, I don't I don't know what Doran said, but people say those close to him, he has an incredible personality. He's very funny. You just never see that in in in, in that side of him in public. Right. You just never do. 
Josh Miller, who I worked with for a long time here, obviously played for Bill Belichick, had a gigantic punt in the Super Bowl, I might add, Austin City Limits. You weren't even born yet. I was not. Yes, you were. 2004, I think it was. Oh, I was, yeah. Yeah. You were one watching the game, weren't you? I was three. Well, Josh Miller pinned the Eagles deep late in the game. But anyway, he would talk, and other people have talked over the years, about the misery in New England. And I, I do believe that, drudgery, misery. But it was all in the name of winning, as I've told you before, Ron. Twice I was in that locker room after they won AFC title games, and they didn't look miserable to me. They looked very, very happy to be going to the Super Bowl. They loved him when he, he put rings on their fingers, right? I'll say. Might have hated him every step of the way. Yeah, man. I look at Herb Brooks, that kind of the same thing, right? Yeah. They hated him every step of the way, but they wouldn't have won uh, the Olympic gold without him. And part of his genius there was choosing guys, namely Brady, that he could create a team culture around by reaming them out, by yelling at them. I saw Devin McCourty on Good Morning Football today, and he said that Belichick, they were preparing for a huge uh, game one week, and they changed their entire defensive scheme that week. I forget who they were preparing for, and he said Belichick came up to him and his brother, McCourty and his brother, early in the week and said, if anybody screws up on defense this week, I'm going to yell at you two guys. That was part of his <laughs> part of his psychological strategy with that and team. And he would do that with Brady. Yeah, and Brady they, that was take, the one, you know, yeah. Those other players would say, man, he's yelling at Brady. Right. What's he, you know, what's he thinking about me? Exactly. So, that, well, I mean, what, that's genius on his part. Now, I think Brady eventually tired of that, you heard. Yeah. Um, why is he always beating up on me? Right. But I think it, it was a genius move on his part. Um, the other thing is, I'm sure that Brady tired of it. But their last year together, which was, I think, what, 19, maybe? 18? Ron, they went 12-4. and four. They were seventh in offense in points. They were first in defense in points. They went 12-4 and four and won the AFC East, and then Derrick Henry came to town and ran all over them, but the score was 20-13. to 13. There are franchises out there that would kill for a season like that, and that was like, oh, they finally fell apart. They started that season 7-0, and 0, including beating the Steelers 33-3 in the opener. They were killing teams. Then they faded, but they went 12-4. and four. That's not a bad way to go out, 12-4, and four, right? And uh, in the previous season, they won the Super Bowl. You think of it this way, too. How easily could they have, he have won two more Super Bowls? At least. Those Giants, they lost twice to the Giants last-minute late plays, right? Miracle Eagles in plays. overtime. Miracle play to, you know, obviously to, uh, de- what, Tyree down the field? Yeah. Uh, and then Plexico beat him with the catch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, th- they could have easily won two more, maybe three. Four. Did he lose four? Uh, I don't or know. three. I'd have to look. He lost to the Giants twice. He lost to the Eagles in overtime, so obviously they could have won that one. And then who else? Who else did they lose to? Anybody? Or have I lost my mind? The year before that, by the way. And a lot of people would like to have their coach and quarterback not get along like this. They won a Super Bowl in their second last year together. They beat the Chargers. 41 to 28 in the first round. And then Brady, I thought, might have delivered one of the top five greatest performances of his career 
They go on the road to Kansas City against a kid named Patrick Mahomes. And Brady goes 30 of 46 for 348, plus the winning touchdown drive in overtime. And they win 37-31. And then they go on to beat the Rams in the Super Bowl. So it was, a, it was inarguably the greatest reign, the greatest, the greatest run in football history, Brady no, and Belichick. No it doubt. went on forever. No, no doubt. No doubt. You can't even begin to argue that. What do you think of when I say Belichick limits? You grew up a Steeler fan. I think of the winning. I think of the pure dominance at times against the Steelers. I wasn't I wasn't old enough to be able to remember it, but I, I think of Spygate. I think of Deflategate more so because I remember that. Yeah. It didn't directly involve the Steelers, but still something in the lore of Belichick and Brady's career. Yes. It's just the pure, the hoodie nature of him that he gave a 10-minute answer, I think, about like a long snapper once in a press conference. Yeah. He's just a unique individual, and he is the best to ever do it. That's at least what comes to mind for me because nobody is was as dominant as him and has the six rings to prove it. I asked him the week of the AFC title game, I forget which one, is the team that runs better going to win this game? And he said, and it actually wasn't sarcastic or mean, he said, no, the team that scores more points is going to win. <laughs> what do you got to do? He, to- and he did. He turned to me and said, I don't mean, you know, he said, but whatever it takes type thing. It's not just about who runs it better. You know, whatever. What is the best way the Steelers can beat the Bills on Sunday? Scoring more points, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, he was unlikable. He was hateable. He cheated. They cheated blatantly, brazenly. They burned the tapes. There is at least one coach quoted by ESPN anonymously, of course. And by say, of course, that's the only way you get stuff like this. Drawing it to one specific play in that title game where uh, the Steelers, I think it was Ben's rookie year, that game. So I can't just dismiss the cheating. There's definitely an asterisk on Bill Belichick's run for me. But you're right. You know, once once it became clear that that wasn't happening anymore, I mean, he went on the, the all-time sports revenge run, the blank U tour run of Bill Belichick and the, and the 16-0 Patriots was something to behold, something to behold. They blew out everybody that season. They couldn't finish the deal, but for me that doesn't – Negate the fact that uh, that was the Giants. That year? was probably the greatest NFL team I've ever seen. That was the undefeated team that lost to the Giants. Yeah, sixteen and zero. Your feelings on Belichick? All of you of a certain age, uh, you spent years hating the guy, resenting the guy, being jealous of the guy. Darth Vader on those damn sidelines all the time, taking things away from the Steelers three times. Think about that. If Belichick and the Patriots didn't exist, the Steelers might have one, two, or three more Super Bowls. Think about that, Ron. Yeah. I, I You know, I think they were the much better team the last year um, that when Le'Veon got hurt, but I think they could have won two more. No doubt. And if they didn't exist, they wouldn't have been the better team. I think that Steeler team... Certainly could have, uh, if Le'Veon had stayed healthy, could have beaten anybody. They still had Ben and Antonio Brown in his prime. So they took a lot away here. 412-928-9370. Let's talk about that and also the coaching carousel now. 
Oh, man. Where's Mike Vrabel going to end up? Where's Bill Belichick going to end up? What if he ends up in uh, L.A. coaching the Chargers with Nick Saban as his defensive I saw somebody online suggested Atlanta. Atlanta's going to pursue him. They go after big fish. Don't they have – what's their pick in the draft? I don't know. Not as good as New England's. I know that. New England has the third overall pick. Washington has the second. They're going to get a quarterback. Maybe not before Belichick does if he goes yeah, to Washington. Maybe. He I mean, I, get, think, I think he could probably have his choice of two or three jobs. Atlanta has the eighth pick. Eighth pick. Washington has the second. Am I right about that? Yes. City limits. So you go to you go to D.C., and that might not be a bad situation. Well, we'll talk about that. That's the whole point here. We're going to talk about that next. 412-928-9370. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates Personal Injury Law Firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Listen to Cook and Joe every Wednesday to hear about Starkey's Card of the Week from the Baseball Card Castle and Cranberry Contest run every Wednesday through Friday at noon at the 937thefan.com contesting page. And, man, things have changed a little bit with the weather for Buffalo on Sunday, and this is becoming just a gigantic, gigantic story. We'll talk about that, too, on Cook and Joe. I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. In the past 24 hours, the Seattle Seahawks have moved on from Pete Carroll. Alabama head coach Nick Saban has retired after winning seven national championships in college football. And after 24 years, the New England Patriots and head coach Bill Belichick have parted ways. For more, go to 937thefan.com. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates Personal Injury Law Firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Man, what a weird day it was. That's three 70-year-old-plus head coaches with resumes. Two of them have the greatest resumes of all time in college, Nick Saban and the pros, Bill Belichick, and Pete Carroll's got something on both. He won a national title and a Super Bowl. Can you, City Limits and Ron, name the other two who have done that? National title and a Super Bowl. Jim Harbaugh came close. He lost in the Super Bowl. And he came very nation. close. So did Bobby Ross come very close. I don't remember. Yeah, that's why right. he Diego. beat the Steelers. San Diego. In the AFC title game. And Jimmy Johnson. Killed. Jimmy Johnson. Miami and Dallas. Yeah. And the other one, the third one, benefited greatly from what Jimmy Johnson did in Dallas. Now, didn't Pete Carroll do this? Well, yeah, that's where the conversation began with Pete Carroll okay. outdoing Saban and Okay. Belichick by winning a um, national title. Go ahead. Title Who benefited from it? Barry Switzer. Oh, yeah. Oklahoma and then Dallas. People forget that he won the last Super Bowl against the Steelers with the Cowboys. You got to give him credit. I know. He won with Jimmy Johnson's players. I was just going to say he won with Jimmy Johnson's players. Hey, man, across time, whether it's George Seifert continuing to win, Barry Switzer, for God's sakes, although – that one's a tough one for me. And then Mike Mike Tomlin. Those are all three guys who came in to establish situations. But sometimes it's very difficult to continue the winning. And I give all three of those guys 100% high marks. Never take anything away from any of them, except maybe Switzer, for winning. It almost seemed like those Cowboys were self-run by that point. But you know what? He didn't screw it up. No, he didn't. You still got to deal with the egos. You still got to coach the team. Yes, and he and did. sometimes it's harder to coach the star-studded teams 
especially who had success, right? I mean, yeah, of course. Pete Carroll had one of the great college teams and runs of all time at USC. Then he comes to Seattle and wins the Super Bowl. That's a very notable, historic figure retiring. It's and a, he looks like, uh, you know, I wonder John he, Russell compared to the other two guys. I wonder if he'll coach again. Man, you know, he was – his. I don't know if you saw any of his press conference yesterday. You know, they got a role. They don't even know what the role they're going to have for him. Um, and he was asked if he, you know, would coach again. I don't know. Yeah. I think he wants to coach, definitely. I mean, what are you going to do there except nothing wrong with basically retiring and collecting a paycheck, but other people are making the decisions from above and obviously someone else on the field. You're just – you're not going to have any power or influence really no, at all. No, no. Now, the question is – Who's going to follow these guys? Man, that's going to be tough. And what what can you do? I always remember, you know, I was talking to Paterno once about, of all people, Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern. There was all these rumors he's going to go here, there. And he said, there's something to be said about staying at a place like Northwestern because you can make a difference there. Yeah. If he goes to Ohio State, what, what, is, what kind of difference is he going to make? Or Michigan? Or you could say Alabama. What's the next guy that goes to Alabama? All he can do is worse. He can't do better, right? right? At, at least with following people like, in this case, John Belichick. John Wooden, go back to him. Belichick or Chuck Knoll and people like that. Things had fallen off precipitously. It's still tough to follow them, but it's not the same as when you're still winning big and Saban well, was just in the in the national uh, playoff. John gonna, Wooden's a great example. That's what I was going to say. It hasn't fallen off with Saban. What is the next guy going to do? That's I'm a hearing, tough one. I'm hearing the guy at Oregon is the leading favorite. Dan Lanning yeah. is the favorite. Um, what is he going to do better? Yeah. How do you make that program better? Who won the national title? The only thing I would say is that they haven't won a national title the past couple of years. So if you did come in and win it all, you would have outdone him. Plus, yeah. you'll have a 12-team playoff in which to right. go. right. 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 Which will help, and there are there's he's a great candidate. Now, I'm I'm surprised in one way that uh, Saban is uh, out, but I, don't you have to think the NIL and transfer portal had a factor in this? Maybe those old yeah. school guys. It's not an easy transition. For, yeah, you said what was the key for Saban's success? Recruiting, recruiting. and now yeah. it's a different type of recruiting. Yes, I I just wonder. Same with John Wooden. You know, two of the greatest, greatest, obviously, probably the greatest in their respective sports of all time. But it was still the players, right? Which is a credit to them. You bring in the best play. You bring in Lou Alcindor. You bring in Bill Walton and all those guys. You're going to win, right? No doubt. You got to recruit. You got to have players. It helped to have Sam Gilbert around for John Wooden, too, <laughs> I might add. Which nobody ever wants to talk about uh. because uh, – that tarnishes the man's legacy. Right, but it'll be it'll be in Jerry Tarkanian's obituary. Or was he alive still, Ron? Tark Tark the Shark. When? It, now is he alive? No, no, no. He passed a while ago. So it would have been the first line or first paragraph of his uh, obituary was you know all the the NCA misdeeds. Yeah, 2015 that he went. Well, five through. years ago, yeah, a little yeah. longer. But you mention it with somebody like Wooden, and everybody gets all all upset. That's now, who re who, who re replaced Wooden? Denny, not uh, Gary. Look at did look. Gail Catlett replace him? No, no, he was never at UCLA. Not Gail Catlett. Gail, who? Come on, beat guy behind the glass. Who was it? Gail Catlett. 
I meant a different Gail Ron. It wasn't Gail Catlett. I know that. Oh, come on. We just look UCLA basketball year by year. Gene Bartow. Gene Bartow. Same thing. I think he came from Memphis, right? I don't know. I thought he was Gail Catlett for a minute there. <laughs> and then somebody named Gary Cunningham and then Larry Brown came in. I mean, that's just impossible shoes to fill, right? Of course. Although Larry Brown did a pretty good and job. I, I mean, even Saban now, and I mean, I know Belichick, it, it's fallen off, but still. Yeah, that's a tough one. My God, Mick Cronin is 99 and 36 since he got he's to He's been great, and he's about four foot eleven. Holy bird. I remember, he covered, I remember covering a game when he, he was at Cincinnati for a long time. And I remember covering a game at the Pete, and I pace in the hallways there. And he was just reaming out his players. You could hear it all over the place with the most foul language. And then he'd come out, and he's about four foot 11. You look down on him. Yeah. But he's had a hell of a run. He's been a hell of a coach. All right, we're going to get to these calls, and then we'll get to the weather coming up in Buffalo, which has become, in many ways, the story of this game. And Chris Hokey, in 15 minutes, I can't wait to hear his memories of Coach Belichick. Not going to be good. I can guarantee you that. Your your first feeling, your first thought at the name Bill Belichick as a Steeler fan. Limits, let's go to the phones. Tim and Churchill. Hi, Tim. Uh, Good morning, gentlemen. Um, My first thought about Belichick is that he's the greatest uh, pro football coach of all time. Even though I'm a huge Steeler fan, you know, I obviously despised him while he was coaching. But um, as far as the cheating goes, um, the thing I could never understand, if you're playing the Patriots, why wouldn't you change your signals from the game before or the season, you know, all season? So, so to me, that's sour grapes. I mean, in the first playoff game when they beat us, in the AFC championship, they blocked the field goal for a touchdown and returned to punt for a touchdown. That has nothing to do with signals. So, anyway. Uh, well, there's no doubt the special the other, teams and, were a big part of that game, too. There's no doubt. And Brady Brady also dropped a couple dimes along in horrendous weather to, who was it, Deion Brandt? Well, well, all it takes is one play, sir. All it takes is one play of cheating. But your your question about why didn't they change signals is a valid one. But I seem I mean, to remember. We, I played high school and college football, and we changed our signals. So, I mean, filming previous games wouldn't help. Okay. So, anyway. Yeah. Thank you, sir. He's gone, Ron. I know. Uh, in talking to Steelers defensive coaches, it's it's you know not that simple to change your whole signal nope. system. It isn't because you worry about people screwing it up. Yep, yep. just one mistake. But it is a valid question, I think, right? Yeah, there's no doubt. We can ask Hokey that question. Absolutely. Why didn't you guys change your signal system? Absolutely. If you suspected the Patriots of cheating. Next, Nate and Wilkes-Barre. In Wilkes-Barre. Hi, Nate. Wilkes-Barre. Guess what? The weatherman you're after from Buffalo, Nick Guzzo or Guzzo, he's from Wilkes-Barre. Do you know Nick Guzzo, sir? I I do not because I'm originally <laughs> from Pittsburgh. I'm just up here uh, just up here temporarily. Have you ever been um, to the Wegmans in Wilkes-Barre? Is it Wilkes-Barre or Wilkes-Barre? Yeah. What do they say there? 
it depends on where you're from, but people from here generally say Wilkes-Barre, and it drives me crazy. Yeah, that's what I always know it as, Wilkes-Barre. Penguins used to have training camp there. I'd go hang out at the Wegmans all day. It was great, Ron. Is that where Kitty Carlisle got uh, got, Near got shortchanged? And Kabali, who's now K- Kitty Carlisle Part 2. But we digress. What's on your mind? Yeah. Well, it's like the difference between Tyrannum and Trenum. But uh, that said, um, as far as Bill Belichick goes, you know, I feel similar to him the way I feel about the Ravens. Um, I try to look at the the Mets and not the messenger or the Mets, you know, um, or I'm sorry, and vice versa. I, I respect the Ravens as being a class organization, but on Sundays I can compartmentalize and I hate everything about them. As far as Belichick goes, um, I have to respect the his body of work. However, uh, I think Brady played a large role in that. But as a person, I believe he is everything that is soulless and evil in this world. I don't think the man has a central nervous system, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I can say the same thing about a couple guys named like Stalin and Putin. I mean, okay. and it wasn't just... Well, no, it wasn't, <laughs> little bit too far. Yeah, uh, a little bit. Comparing Belichick to those guys. Next. Here is Phil in Avalon. Hello, How Phil. How you doing, guys? Good, Phil. Hey, uh, you woke me up. So just two comments, and I'll listen to you. Um, back, you mentioned the killer bees. Uh, what fantastic offense. What about the defense, guys? That was our worst. That was the sieve. That was the worst defense we ever had. What are you talking about? Be- the one they went to Foxborough to play? When Le'Veon got the hurt? Killer bee, the killer bee years. Okay. Yeah, no, right. there were there were some questionable secondaries for sure. Yeah, they gave up 36 points in that loss. I think Artie Burns played in that game. Sean Davis played in that game. Mike Mitchell played in that game. Yeah, it wasn't great. Go ahead. John in Farmington. That's all that last guy had to say? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Uh, Joe, I remember you from the Indian Princess days. What a great person, man. Seriously. Good um, to hear from you. Uh, what is the Indian Princess yeah, days? Uh, Joe doesn't want to pursue this. Uh, <laughs> it's a program where dads and daughters like hang out and like you know explore the uh, things in the wilderness. But to, to like to to move on, I just wanted to say I'm not very impressed with Belichick, you guys, just because I remember him coaching the Cleveland Browns and what did he do there before Brady? Oh, he won a playoff game there. We won a playoff game there, which is like unheard of for Cleveland. Correct. Yeah, I guess I agree with you on that, Ron. But, I mean, like as far as winning championships and doing all that great stuff, um, it seems like when Brady left, everything went back to the way it was. Well, he did get to the playoffs with a rookie quarterback right when Brady left. Oh, that's true. All right, well, I'm not going to argue about it. I, I, I appreciate you oh, guys. What's your Thanks. ultimate point, though? What's your point? Just that it's just the main thing is that Belichick is praised as being the most, you know, greatest genius football coach almost of all time, which I can see. But when I look at championships won, who was part of that equation? And that's kind of like my whole point is before in Cleveland and then after Brady left. No, I hear you. But but isn't it isn't it hard across history to separate the coach 
from the quarterback. Like, look at Chuck Knoll in the or yeah, Chuck Knoll in the eighties. After right? Bradshaw was gone, tough times. So you're right. Yep, I remember all those like Malone years and Stout and. Well, I forget who else was over there. But. Yeah. It always helps yeah. to ha- help to have a franchise quarterback. Thank you, sir. Nice man, Ron. Uh, the weather in Buffalo. Listen to this. A rain-snow mix Friday late evening transitions to all rain, says meteorologist Nick Guzzo. We're efforting him right now. The wind for Sunday. There might be some snow, too. Uh, you said late Friday to all rain. Does that mean Saturday all rain? Yeah, I think Saturday all rain. But the real point here is the wind for Sunday. The wind for Sunday. Expected to be 50. He said he's projecting wind gusts as high as 50 miles an hour. <laughs> That's just a different game than what we're talking about earlier in the week. There, There is no game. The last time winds like this hit Western New York for a football game, involved Belichick, and he ran the ball on almost every play. Remember that night? The the Patriots attempted three passes and beat the Bills. Winds were 40 miles an hour that night. And all they did was run, and they won the game 14-3 to or 14-10, to I think. Nobody could do anything. Nobody in history could have passed on that day. Josh Allen was terrible, and Mac Jones went two for three. The Patriots ran for 220 yards on 46 carries. 50 miles an hour? What if it's just 40 again? That completely negates Josh Allen's arm. But I I don't know if it was our Josh Roundtree tweeted out, don't think it's too much of an advantage for the Steelers, though, because Josh Allen is the better running quarterback than Mason. Josh Allen doesn't have to beat you with his arm. I know. He can beat you with his legs. I know, but if you can take his arm out of the equation... Look what he did to them last year with his arm. Look what he did to Miami with his yeah, arm. I, I agree with that. I know. That they still, but they had an advantage anyway. They have an advantage if it's 90 degrees and sunny. Because of Josh Allen, right. Well, with his running over Mason's running. Right. But, I so, mean, it could be even more designed runs. Could be. For I'll, Josh Allen. If I, you run the risk of injury doing that, Yeah, too. that's the other thing. But if you give me a choice, hey, I'll, you can take away Josh Allen's deep ball, but he's going to run more. I sign up for that in blood. Right. But and that, the Steelers that, have the better running game that means, overall. Oh, Mason isn't going to be throwing those long passes to Pickens either. No. I mean, he'll throw 15 more behind the line of scrimmage right. like he did in Baltimore. Seriously, right. he will. No, I think I, he threw short, 11 behind the line of scrimmage. Short passes, right. So that is gigantic, and I also think that affects the point spread. I don't think anybody's going to win this game by 10 points. I don't even know if the teams are going to score 10 points. Do people realize what 50-mile-an-hour wins are? I'm looking forward to walking into that stadium. I can tell you that blow you out of there, blow you aside, right? I mean, that's crazy. And then there's the kicking game. What kicking game? Wow. Like I mentioned earlier this week that Bill's quarterbacks learn how to play in this, and that that gives them an advantage, but not this. This is like uh, this is like the day that Elway and Kelly played in the AFC title game, and the final score was 10-7, and the Bills won on a defensive touchdown when Elway fumbled. You were just watching the game saying ne- neither team is going to do anything today. It's going to be some weird play, a fumble. Carlton Bailey picked up a John Elway fumble and ran five yards, and that's and that was Elway and Kelly in their primes. Joe, I got to ask you this. this. This is something that really, yeah. how do people live up there? You Not grew easy. up there. Not easy. To, I mean, I know they're hardy people. Yeah. They're hardy people. 
How do people live up there? Well, the summers don't make it worth it. Yeah, beautiful. No humidity. You're right, right. near Canada. Right. Right. Oh, my God, it's hokey. It's the Hokenstein. Dr. Hokenstein. The Hokenator. The great Hokini. 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 The hoaxster. Uh, Hokey. He, he, he's sad because Belichick is out. I, I know. can tell. Our condolences on that. Oh, listen. Everybody's got to hang up the cleats at some point. He He'll ain't, be, he, I don't he think he's gone. hanging him up. I don't think he's gone, though. No, he's not. I don't retiring is so. the wrong word. I think he's just. He still wants Shola's record. Yeah. These guys are lifers. We're going to talk to you about that, Hokey, and we're just talking right now. 50-mile-an-hour wins. How about that? You, that's unplayable. You can't th- – I just what mentioned – What is unplayable? I mean, it's going to – they're going to play. Well, they ain't going to throw the ball. When ah. it was 40-mile-an-hour wins, that was the night the Patriots went to yeah. Buffalo and ran it. Well, I, I heard you. They, were, the they passed it three times. NFL record. They won yeah. a game passing it three times, and, and Josh Allen stunk. Maybe it goes to that. You just go to Najee and the wild, Wildcat and just put Jalen Warren sidecore and, and just run the ball. What uh, what's the worst you played in wind wise? Can you remember think, a bad one? I don't one? remember wind. I remember cold. Yeah, but cold happens. Wind. wind is brutal. Yeah, winds are brutal. Even like, you know, when it's cold and it's raining is really bad, and when it's cold and the wind's blowing is brutal. And that's well, that, brutal. That Thursday night in Cleveland game. That was really cold. That's the coldest. That's a cold I've one. I remember playing coldest one game. Coldest I've ever been in Cincinnati. Remember that it wasn't windy. It was the AFC Championship game against the Patriots. It was probably, what, minus 12, minus 14. I mean, by the time you got it from the heated bench to the huddle, waiting for that, t- that, that commercial break to be over, you, you, were, you were about ready to, to <laughs> die. It was your like feet, an icicle. Your feet, you were like an icicle. ice cubes, right? Well, that, yeah. was, that was the 9 Steelers that went to uh, Cleveland on that night. And yeah. it was vicious wins, and it was thirteen to six. You know, I think I remember that game, and I remember one time when I, you know, Casey and I were, we were running in and out during those games, and um, I remember one time I ran out there and, and Hamp coming off the field, and I felt like literally I, I had pulled my feet out of a block of ice. That's a game Ben didn't come out to warm up. He warmed up in the tunnel underneath. Yeah, it was, was so funny, and that was also the night, that night my my all time favorite quote from Casey Hampton. This bleeps a rat. <laughs> After you guys lost, this and that was the headline in the Post Gazette. This a bleeps rap. a rap. Yeah, that's Casey, man. That's so great. Sixty mile an hour winds have been known to hit in uh, Cleveland. I think my my weather app. I was just looking at it earlier today. They said four, up to forty six, and but but on average eighteen to twenty seven wind gusts. Wind. Well, that's Long. different. That's, I that's mean, big time, but still up to forty six is what you're saying, up to fifty. I mean, it becomes a different game. It's I there's don't, no question I, it about it. It affects the point spread. I'll tell you that. I don't think anybody's going to blow anybody out in this. game. I still know. We all know the weather. It's it's still unpredictable. It, things can change over the next three or four days. But right now, as we look at it, it's going to be nasty, and it's going to be old school football, man. And it's going to it's one of those games where you look at the through the TV screen and you see it looks. This, you're so grateful that you're in your family room with the heater on. <laughs> we'll talk about that the whole next hour with two-time Super Bowl champion Chris Hoke. 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19 in Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. And we're also going to break down this game as only the Hokanator can do it. I'm sure he's been watching. He watches more film than Bill Belichick. I'm sure he can break this game down for us like nobody else Coming up as the Steelers get ready to visit freezing Buffalo at 1 p.m. Sunday. Sun Chevy fan weather 2024 starts with great incentives on the Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado. Sun Chevy 
Com is where to go for that. Chris Hoke for the next hour on Cooking Joe. Joe, I have Ron? a message for the people. I want to talk about Mr. Rooter Plumbing, my favorite Pittsburgh plumbing company. You know, there's many reasons why I say it's Pittsburgh's best plumbing company, but one of the reasons I like it is it's a family-owned business. Bob Beal has uh, been in this market for over 21 years, almost 21 years now. Uh, and if you call 412-Rooter2, 412-Rooter2, maybe the person who answers the phone will be his daughter, Megan. Uh, to get you hooked up with a, a tech to get uh, to you to fix your plumbing problem. And maybe that tech might be his son, Alex. Uh, so it's a family-owned business. I've always maintained that family-owned businesses are the best because people care. And that's certainly uh, a, a big part of the success of Mr. Rooter Plumbing. As I said, going on 21 years in this market, more than 50 trucks out on the road every single day. You can't help but see them. Write the number down again, 412-Rooter2, 412-Rooter2. Check out the website, MrRooterPittsburgh.com. It is Pittsburgh's number one full-service plumbing company, Mr. Rooter Plumbing. I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. Megan Fitzpatrick told the media today that he will play against the Buffalo Bills 1 o'clock on Sunday. said that he and the Steelers wanted to be 110% sure that he could give it a go in the playoffs. Bill Belichick out after 24 years as the Patriots head coach. Yesterday, Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks parted ways, as well as Nick Saban retiring from Alabama. For more, go to 937thefan.com.